1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to a winning edition of the Miami Heat Beat postgame show. I'm your host, John Carlo Navas. And with me today, we got Kenny working overtime, wearing the hangover time shirt. What's up, my man?
2: Man, this <laughs> we can get into this game. I'm obviously if, if anybody knows me, I feel great right now. We can just go ahead and get into it.
1: I am so happy because really, <clears throat> Kenny. The, let, let's. I, I want to get into the biggest story of the night, and there were so mm-hmm. many things that happened tonight that I think we got to talk about. Jimmy and Bam looking really good together. You know, obviously mm-hmm. the contributions up and down the court. The Pepas, the premature <laughs> Pepas. What was there like five minutes left in the game? You know what? They've been doing that
2: this season for whatever reason. <laughs> um, in the games they've won, they've always they've done it kind of prematurely now,
1: which I respect. 204 left. Like some- <laughs> Kenny, Kenny, a whole two o four—that's like before they start reviewing shit. Yeah. Okay. And- so this DJ's legacy was on the line after they played Pepas, The Clippers got two threes, and the Heat had a turnover on an inbound. I was scared. DJ M dot apparently is the man's name. <laughs> DJ M dot that final one minute and 16 seconds, Kenny, it was legacy defining.
2: But you know what though? Um it's kind of like Steph Curry turning around on his threes. Um, you just when you feel it, you feel it. Um, like I said, he's been doing that kind of all season when the heat win. Um, but I don't think they've lost when he's done it. So
0: no, listen, you know what?
2: DJ M dot. Yeah. Hey. Thank you.
1: Shout out to DJ M So, Kenny, okay. For real talk though, uh, biggest story I think is Jimmy and Bam kind of looking good together. I think when Bam had mm-hmm. the really dominant scoring run when Jimmy was out, Jimmy came <clears throat> back in the lineup. Some of it looked a little bit awkward, and everyone's like, here we go again. You know, all the tanking mm-hmm. conversations happen, blah, blah, blah. And tonight's a night that BAM looked dominant, aggressive. I thought Jimmy set the tone early. Mm-hmm. Jimmy decided, I'm going to get mine. I'm going to set the physicality early. I'm going to get to the basket. I'm going to put my head down. We are not going to get outscored in the paint again. That shit's not mm-hmm. happening. And I thought that I thought that set the tone for both of them. And they were both fantastic with each other today and even playing off each other.
2: Yeah. And you know what it is? Because um, you mentioned Jimmy's aggression. I think what it is, they can they can fit a lot better than they do if they really get into what they can do. And what I mean by that is Jimmy is aggressive. He took 12 shots tonight. He got to the line, sure. But he was 10 for 12 tonight, I believe. Um, <laughs> Come on, been, bro.
1: That's fucking crazy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, like he he only took 12 field goals. At and 26. Bam, yeah, yeah. And, but you know what also helps is with Bam individually and with Jimmy, What I've noticed is I think Bam's mid-range jumper, that 10 to 15-footer, that might be on a scouting report now because teams guard him a lot closer. And so the paint does get clogged at times, but it's not nearly as much. And so they are – obviously Bam gets his opportunities to get to the basket and be aggressive and all that stuff. But it also opens stuff up a little more for Jimmy. And so I think now with them kind of settling into that and Jimmy not feeling like he has to come in and score just for them to have a shot – I think that's starting to smooth itself out a little.
1: I want to say, I want to highlight a play that happened early in the game. It was like, it was like midway in the first quarter. Bam gets the ball kind of the mid block on the left side. Kind of, you mm-hmm. know, you know how it works. The double, the, the, the double kind of jumps. and the guy kind of goes out to make sure that he's guarding his man at the dunker spot. Mm-hmm. That guy is Jimmy, right? And yeah. Bam looks at the basket, makes a move, gets to the rim. Jimmy's right there. His, his man kind of comes over to help. Bam has to panic pass. To to Hero, mm-hmm. who's not like super open. Hero gets like a decent shot off. They miss clippers go in transition. And I thought, uh oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. That's that's like the bad shit that you're just like, oh, if that's that's a problem, right? And it was like really jarring mm-hmm. to me. And then I wanna credit Jimmy for recognizing that moment and and he was not in Bam's way again. And I I mean, maybe a couple of times kind of in the flow of offense, you kind of move and you're used to stuff. But I thought there was a conscious effort by Jimmy to move smartly, to cut when needed, not take up mm-hmm. BAM space. Siobhan talks a lot about kind of guys existing in the same spots. And I thought Jimmy recognized that and he let BAM have the space. And that's why after that, because, you know, BAM didn't really, BAM was what he had, he, he was like two for eight in, in the first quarter, or midway through the second. Mm-hmm. When BAM came back in the game, Jimmy recognized that, gave man the space, and it was all without a point guard, right? Without a guy like Kyle mm-hmm. to organize the offense or Gabe or anything, they did that, you know. That I, I credit Jimmy a lot for that, man.
2: Yeah. You know It's this all comes back to BAM's. I don't want to call it aggression because that's an oversimplification. Um he brought some new weapons to um. I think not, not offering, aggression, Kenny. I don't, not to cut you off, yeah. a willingness to score. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. So one is to score. And but what I'm saying is he came back with a skill set to score in multiple ways. And so now he's not losing the confidence if they drop. Um, he had the bad game against I think it was Memphis or whoever it was. But now nah, it, it, that happens way less often than not. I think now he's more confident to score because he's confident in multiple ways of scoring rather than just a roll or just a drive to the basket. And, with, and I think the team recognizes that. Darren Power empowering them. It seems like every time Tyler gets the ball, he's passing it to Bam at times. <laughs> and that's, and that's it's, it's opening a lot of stuff up because now you have to worry about Bam. Um, I tweeted this out right before we started. This was Bam's fourth 30-point game of this season. And prior to this, in his career, he had seven. So it's, it's a different Bam this year. And that's helping the team out in the way people have always kind of seen it could. He, his skills have just had to catch up to the opportunities he was getting
1: not just a different band, but uh, you know, even tonight, I thought the four assists were their good assists. He's getting them in the mm-hmm. flow of the offense. It's not like before where he was kind of out by the elbow. I thought tonight he got a lot of those. Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about Caleb Barton tonight who mm-hmm. really in that second quarter, you know, they, you know, Spo went to a Jimmyless and bamless lineup in the third quarter. It was like hero and Deadman and Max and a bunch of their, their kind of, you know, well, guys who haven't really played well, it's like, okay, Tyler, you go do stuff with these guys. And I don't think those yeah. lineups have worked. And I think it's a little, you yeah. know, and I, and Kenny, you know, I know yeah. that you're a big Tyler guy. You know, I said on the podcast yeah. yesterday, I go, I think that they should probably, you know, ex- explore moving him to the bench. Just not, not because it's a demotion, but just cause like their yeah. bench needs something and it's not fair yeah. to just stick him in there, like with all the reserves without any, like of starters playing minutes with him or whatever. Um, And I thought, I thought after that, that didn't happen again. Um, you know, they kind of got a little more control of the rotations, especially on a night without Kyle. It's it's tough, and mm-hmm. you know they went down eight, I believe, um, in those lineups. Caleb kind of comes in the game again, and and he has what a personal like eight zero run or six zero run or something. Mm-hmm. He just absolutely gets from down the, down the down hill from three everything. He was huge tonight.
2: Yeah, and I feel like Caleb now. I don't know if it's necessarily empowerment, but he seems to be taking a lot more threes in these past couple of weeks. I, I, I will call it empowerment. That just wasn't his job last year. And season. their movement, now... Kenny.
1: Do you remember the one? Yeah. I mean, he missed it, but like there was one in the corner mm-hmm. where he like relocated to the corner to shoot a three. I was like, yo, that's yeah. like Duncan stuff. <laughs>
2: yeah like he's um he's obviously worked on that in the offseason and so now that's also opening things up for them especially with the size disadvantage you don't really want him just battling into the basket all into paint all the time so now he has that jumper he's empowered to take it and now teams are gonna have to respect it because he hit how many tonight five or six
1: yeah he hit i think it was yeah four let me check uh he hit four of eight from three
2: yeah and that's enough for teams to have to respect it and that's gonna open up a lot more things but just hats off to him. Just coming back this season with that jumper because that was he shot 41% last season I believe but it was on low volume So now for him to kind of kick up the volume recently and still be able to knock him down on a decent and clip put That's the ball on the
1: floor because I think like yeah. That has has kind of helped his downhill game a ton because now they're closing out for real uh, Heat shooters mm-hmm. tonight, you know, they shot 37 and percent uh, from three, which is which is good. Not great. Right. It, it's good. And, and you'll win games by doing that. Uh, but really, it was it was kind of the starters that did it. You know, hero uh, hit a bunch. He was 50 percent. You know, Caleb, we just talked about uh, Jimmy was two for two. Funny enough. You know, I know Max was two for seven. So a bit of a struggle for him. So I, I think the story of this season has kind of been the same. It's like their role guys have struggled. These guys can't hit mm-hmm. shots. Even Max is, is kind of hot and cold. All that stuff. Um, and and tonight didn't make me feel any different about that. But what it made me feel good about was Jimmy and Bam playing well together. Caleb kind of mm-hmm. fitting in that mix. Hero finding his spots to kind of take over and do his 19, nine rebounds. I know you love the rebounding. I'll give you a little bit yeah. of time to talk about your guy in a second. But I think that's a major takeaway is kind of what we just talked about at the top. A couple people in chat. Craig Dillinger says 4 and Bam scores 30+. plus. That makes sense, um, Kyle. Ask um, you know, is this the new is uh, is this another hot stretch or is this a new norm for Bam? I think Kenny, we gotta wait and see, right? I think we hope it's a new norm. I think we're talking <laughs> about what's trending right for them, but you know, that's something that I think we gotta see going forward.
2: Yeah, I definitely think um, – I'm not going to say he's going to come out in an average 30 a game, <laughs> but like we mentioned, he is he's come back this season with a lot more different ways to score. He's a threat from more areas, and the team is empowering him to do so. It's not like last year we just kind of – in previous years, we just kind of stuck setting other guys up with DHOs and all this stuff like that. He, it seems like at times Spoh is saying, hey, no, go to Bam. Yeah, Bam is going to do it for us. And so I wouldn't necessarily call this the new norm because 30 points is (laughs) a huge jump. But him being a threat to do so, I think, is a new norm.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast, indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply need to hire. You need indeed pulling
2: up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah. That's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's
0: mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. 49. Perfect. With our classic fries, price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
1: I agree. And that's to me, Kenny, that's their biggest kind of ceiling razor in the season. You know, they get a win against a team, by the way, Clippers do not have a very good offense. So I was Mm -hmm. a little worried in the first quarter when the Clippers were hitting a bunch of threes and they looked really good. Paul George is going to Paul George. Had an amazing game. Uh, But without Mm -hmm. Kawhi, you know, they are a little short on firepower. Um, They're kind of a team that for sure needs to be whole. So, you know, they're on the second night of a back-to-back. So I don't want to take too much from a win that had kind of those caveats. But PG played great. You know, they didn't get... They got a lot of production out of Reggie Jackson. And really outside of that, that was kind of it for them. You know, Batum had... Mm -hmm. You know, Batum had a couple nice, you know, obviously a good shooter. God, I wish we had Batum. <laughs> that would be something else. Kennard made a couple plays, but really it, it was kind of those guys. So don't know what to take. Their offense is, you know, their offense is like the second worst in the league or something.
2: Yeah. But a lot of that is just, I don't, I'm not, and I'm not going to stick on this, stay on this too long, but I'm just not sure what they're looking to accomplish with the, the resting guys and bringing them back. Yeah. I'm just not sure. They're never going to get any continuity. So I'm just not sure what their end goal
1: is. You know, Kenny, that kind of reminds me of the Dwayne Wade when that, that year, the 2014 year where they had the, yeah. the D Wade maintenance plan, and they just look like shit all year. And they look like mm-hmm. shit in the playoffs. I mean, they they absolutely defecated all over the Pacers. At that point, the He were the <laughs> Pacers' daddies. Uh, yeah. Nobody thought they were losing that series. Didn't that series go seven? <laughs> I, I don't know. six remember, or seven. Man. I don't know. But it was like, it was one of those longer series that nobody thought Indiana was going to win. Uh, but you know, really in the finals, you kind of saw like them fall apart. And I, I, I kind of worry the Clippers in that sense as well. You know, they're, I think you can see where they struggle, right? They don't have a ton of playmaking. And I think the, the, the kind of story for them is kind of their guard play and they just don't have enough at the point guard spot. They, they're trying John mm-hmm. wall, um, who looked, I don't know, didn't really make an impact for me. You know, Reggie's not doing this every night you know you get Luke Kennard, who kind of pops off sometimes but other times it's just Luke Kennard. so you know honestly a pretty good team for Miami to they're a good team uh you yeah. know but not you know again all those caveats i want to give context to um to that's He says did go 7 but the blowout in game 7 i i remember watching the the last game the closeout game uh slim and i remember that they just demolished indiana and I, I just remember that 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 was just never uh, in doubt. Shout out to Brando904 with the tier one sub. Send me the drip drop emojis. Oh, the fuck them numbers emojis. Excuse me. That's small. <laughs> Twitch chat's small. Uh, They said that the Pacers were favored in, in 14. I don't know, man. I don't remember that. I mean, maybe, maybe white America favored them. Not me. <laughs> Not me.
2: Those places teams did scare me though. I'm not even gonna pretend they didn't. <laughs> they used to scare me.
1: Yo, shout out to Ryan's Provero for the Prime sub. If you uh, if you don't know and if you're not sub, you know Amazon. Listen, Jeff Bezos gives you a free subscription, right? So if you you know exclamation point Prime in the chat, it, it sends you to the page, and uh, and you get a free sub. So you know support us, support yourself, get access to emotes, no commercials, all that good stuff. Um, and 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 we'll see. Kenny let's talk about your boy as we kind of round out the show your man had 19 and 9 still making Mm -hmm. strides as a playmaker active in rebounding where has been just a weak, maybe not a weakness but a concern for Mm -hmm. them all year heat again second game in a row deadlocked in rebounds with their opponent um (laughs) but that's good enough to win games so let's talk about your boy here how'd you feel about him
2: what I want to say about him, just and I want to give him credit for it, is every time there is an issue with his game, or even the perceived issue, I, I thought it was a real issue, he addresses it very quickly. Um, I'm not sure how many assists he had, but,
1: but he had I don't
2: measure playmaking by that. Yeah, but I don't measure playmaking by that anyway. He, up, up until they really needed him to score, he wasn't really looking for his own shot or to try to force anything. So he's gotten so quickly so much better at picking his times to score and not trying to force it and not trying to do everything on his own. Um, really, as soon as he came back from the injury, he was feeding Bam. He was feeding Jimmy. He, Even though Max was struggling, he tried to get Max involved. So that's what I'm happy about. The rebounding has always sort of been there. He's taken it to a different level this year, obviously. But he's doing a lot of different things aside from what we expect from him. Um when even when this like I said, he wasn't looking to score in the first half for the most part, but he's doing so many other things. I just can't help but just give him credit for that because he gets looked at as a score and quote unquote selfish sometimes. But he's just been doing what it takes to win lately. And hopefully the results starts to show.
1: I thought tonight he played within the flow of the team. I thought other mm-hmm. than the the moments where he was just with a bunch of non-ball handlers, I thought he mm-hmm. really kind of fit within the flow. And, and something I talked about. Uh, yesterday on the pod where his catch and shoot numbers this year, are, he's at 24% as a catch and shoot three point shooter this year, but he's a 42% pull up shooter. And that tells me a couple things. He's, I mean, we know he's a good catch and shoot guy because he's been his whole career. So I'm not worried mm-hmm. about like, he just suddenly can't do that anymore. But I do think he's out of rhythm when he does get his catch and shoot opportunities. And I mm-hmm. do think that when he's on the ball and handling, it's when he's at his most comfortable, right? Because he can leverage the yeah. dribble. You know, he can kind of get into his three if they kind of play off of him and stuff like that. So tonight I thought was a good mix of the two. And I think that's a healthy balance. I mean, he listen, he can get, if that guy wanted to like shoot a bunch, he could score 25 pretty often. I think we know that the scoring talent's yeah. there. Uh, but, you know, kind of fitting within what the team needed tonight. Bam had it going, Jimmy had it going and kind of found his his little grooves to score. I thought was huge, especially in especially in the second half, really.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's when he kind of started to really take more shots, and that's a big reason why I was never really too worried about him finding that balance. Because one, he said in the interview that he was looking to, and everything he said, he was working on. He really was, but also he's always a he's also a really talented off ball player, and so I understand the catch and shoot numbers look bad, but like you said, he's just not in rhythm sometimes. But that adjustment. It's a little tough to make, but it's not impossible to make, and I think he's made it pretty quickly for the most part.
1: So, I thought tonight, you know, the Clippers, you know, the Clippers tried a few defenses on Jimmy, right? One of them mm-hmm. was was the trapping and and Jimmy I thought did a good job of kind of flipping the ball around. Tyler got got, you know, got to attack a couple a couple switches. One of the instances where I thought that didn't look great was when he got uh Zubac on a switch in the in the right corner. If you know the play I'm mm-hmm. talking about, late shot clock, yep. You know, had to kind of make a move. zuboch played him well. Had to take a desperation corner three. Those are not the kind of plays that you want from him, right? Mm-hmm. And and again, that was kind of a circumstance of the offense. You know, you know, you you, you kind of I think those are kind of areas where you look at, you know, I, I, where okay maybe they can improve. You know, that that was kind of a you know ultimately didn't matter, but you know that was a big possession for them. So kind of looking for kind of those kinds of things. But he he was fantastic tonight. Clippers switched a ton uh, against mm-hmm. Jimmy late. Uh, kind of circling back to that, you know, it's kind of schematically before we get into Oladipo to close out the show. Um, I thought that was just, it was good to see Jimmy get small dudes in the paint and bully them mm-hmm. because his post-up numbers have not been good this year. And I think in reality they haven't looked for it as much as I would have liked. I liked Tyler yeah. active in doing that. Tyler being an active screener, recognizing, okay, small guys on me, let, let my man cook. Come screen, get the mm-hmm. switch. He and Max, I think, are very like aware of that, and they kind of go mm-hmm. and do it. And I, and I thought, bam, kind of screening for them to go screen for them because the Clippers weren't mm-hmm. switching off-ball stuff. So already that guy's coming in late, and I, I thought it yielded a ton of good stuff. So really good awareness from Tyler mm-hmm. and Jimmy and, and really the whole team on that one.
2: Yeah. And I do want to speak about um the Zubach play. Um and this kinda of goes to because I've I've been higher on this team than most have. And understandably people have been low. But this they showed tonight what I think they can do. They have a ton of weapons. And so if you like cause the move at one point was put a big on Jimmy, drop him a little. But now you can't really do that because now Bam is gonna take advantage of whatever mismatch he has. And so that he did a great job tonight of whatever defense. The Clippers threw at him, and Talu is a great coach. He makes great adjustments. Absolutely. the he were Absolutely. able to find counters to it very quickly, and the Clippers <laughs> were just never able to really catch up to it and figure it out. And so I, that's why I've been so high on this team. And again, hopefully the results start to yield. But it's I'm starting to really see what it is that they can do.
1: Yeah, core culture's is talking. Uh, core corner talking about Bam called for Strus to screen for Jimmy on the play, resulting in the in the Struz corner three in in the fourth. They are aware, and I and I like that because, Kenny, I think a lot of times teams try to be stuff that they're not, right? And I think yeah. Miami's not, at least this season, they haven't been good at a lot of stuff, but one yeah. thing they are historically good at is fucking hunting people. They're just good yeah. at it. Jimmy is fucking good at it, and they're smart players, and they know what to do. So shout out to them, uh, you know somebody in the chat goes I still love this team I just need our bench to find form absolutely tonight's a great kind mm-hmm. of building block win after' just really two horrible losses where by the way yeah. they looked dead in the water in those games they looked absolutely dead in mm-hmm. the in, in the in the game against Detroit and in the game against uh Memphis and tonight they had an urgency. They forced a ton of turnovers. They were playing the passing lanes the way that you know that they can. Jimmy is sharking. Uh, you know, Kale says, Jimmy's a predator out there hunting smaller. Jimmy is a predator mm-hmm. on ball, off that. So just felt good to kind of see that going. Uh Kenny McGee says, so shout out to the Miami Heat. Kenny, Depot's second game. Mm-hmm. How are we feeling about Depo? Um, I know a lot of fans are expecting stuff out of him. I know the organization is hoping for stuff out of him. What did what did Kenny see from Depot tonight?
2: I liked, and I'm, i I I don't even, I haven't looked at his numbers. I don't know what he was like from the field, but I, I these two games. I've pretty much liked everything I've seen from Oladipo. Um, and here's the difference: when he first came to the Heat, and when he came back from the injury, he looked hesitant. He looked like he was trying to trying to find his way. He didn't really know where he fit. He was just trying to figure it out these two games he's been back he's been very intentional I know the first game he wasn't passing a bunch he was just kind of shooting and finding his own shot but I do like that because one that he need scoring especially off the bench and two there's no hesitation from he he doesn't look like his confidence is affected by anything at all he looks like he feels like he's victor Oladipo again and so whether the shots are going in or not like I consider a harp on his finishing i I don't care about that right now I'm really liking the mentality from him and the tag from him. And so once I feel like the shots are going to start falling because his confidence looks like it is there. And so I, I have nothing bad to say about all the I'm just looking forward to really seeing him progress throughout the season.
1: I liked his paint touches tonight. And uh Court corner said the same thing. You know, he, he still has that explosiveness. He, he kind of mm-hmm. glides and he goes fast and <laughs> they don't have a lot of that. Cause like Gabe yeah. is not zippy. Kyle, mm-hmm. not zippy. Jimmy, not zippy. They don't just have they don't have zip, right? Mm-hmm. And Depot gives them that little umph, right? And I think it's kind of noticeable. Uh his stats tonight, as you asked, were uh six points, two rebounds, two assists, plus five. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love that. No turnovers. So, you know, that's that's uh that's good stuff there. Um Yeah, I mean, just a good win for them. The defense. You know, less of the zone, more of the man, you know, more switching, more playing the passing lane, more being aggressive, kind of more of what they're used to. Right. I think they're I think we're kind of getting back into normalcy a little bit, which you like to see. So Mm -hmm. I'm happy with today. I'm I'm not going to be foolish enough to overreact to a win again. Uh, I did that with the Phoenix game and I did it again with the Boston game. And, you know, they're just not they have to earn at least my trust a little more than just that. So hopefully, you know, when we talk to you guys next, you know, uh, I think they played the Spurs on Saturday, correct? Um, and then, uh, yeah, I think so. On, on Monday, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, uh, they'll, 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 so hopefully next time we talk uh, on a heat beat platform, you know, they, they, they've stacked up another win. They got to get above 500. I don't think they've been above. They've gone to 500. I don't think they've been above 500. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Yeah, they play Saturday at 4, which is right after the World Cup match, so that's good. Uh, thank you, Adam Silver. Um, <laughs> these U.S. Men's National Team players I have to get the fuck out of my arena, bro. I'm just sick of them. Weston McKinney, Damn. now Polisic. Now, f- fuck out of here, bro.
2: Because uh, I, I I've never watched soccer in my life. They never watched they, they soccer, they Kenny.
1: You've never watched soccer in, in your life? I'm not from that part of Miami
2: where, like, Kenny, like you watch soccer. come on,
1: it's just, it's the biggest I, fucking sport in I, the world. I,
2: I, I lived a very, like, I was between 56th Street and 7th Avenue and 62nd Street and 7th Avenue. We, I, it wasn't a lot of soccer, it was football and some basketball.
1: Chat saying that you're not, uh, Outback Treason says you're not missing out, Kenny. <laughs> Um crazy man, I can't believe we gotta get you to watch soccer. We'll change that you're in texas now. maybe that's a soccer hotbed Maybe football hotbed (laughs) Um kenny when the us men's loses to trinidad i'm not overreacting (laughs) That's uh, that is a deep cut of u.s soccer. Thank you everybody for joining us today on the Hebe post game show uh, I'll see you. I believe on Monday they play again. I think uh, they play Saturday against the Spurs. I should know the schedule. I don't. I have a calendar now. You know, I've discovered Google calendars. Yeah, they play Indiana next Monday, uh, and then Hangover Time is uh, on Wednesday against Oklahoma City. So that'll be a kind of fun day. So uh, the fourteenth, uh, that'll be hot, and uh, we have we have a post game show and a pre game show on Monday uh, for Indiana. Uh, we have Christian's wedding. Christian Hernandez, statistician and professional Photoshopper. So Brass, Alf, Brian, uh, Five Reasons, Own, Miami Heat beat alumni, Troppy Baby, Alex Toledo. We will all be in attendance. We will take pictures and have a great old drunk time. Uh, we'll we'll come back to tell the stories on Hot. Maybe we'll have some videos to put. Who knows? Who knows what's to come? Um, so shout out to Christian, and uh, I'll see you guys. Uh, I'll see you guys next week. Have a great weekend. I love you guys.